Pro Group Management. Workers' Comp that works for you. Welcome to Nevada News Makers on the broadcast today. Howard Stutz joins us. He's the gaming reporter for the Nevada Independent, here for the whole show on an all new Nevada Newsmakers. Story County is leading Nevada. Home of the Tahoe Reno Industrial Center, Google, Tesla, Panasonic, and other world leading companies. Story County provides thousands of tech, advanced manufacturing, and logistics careers for Nevadans. We're diversifying and driving Nevada's economy and generating millions in tax revenue and billions in economic activity across Northern Nevada. Story County is leading Nevada's future. Retail's impact on Nevada's economy, enormous. 8,600 businesses, large and small, employing 145,000 workers. And last fiscal year, retail paid tax on nearly $60 billion in sales. We're the Retail Association of Nevada. We support retail, we help it grow, and we mean business. R-A-N-N-V dot org. ProGroup Management specializes in providing industries with the necessary components to satisfy and exceed workers' comp requirements. Every business has unique needs and specific regulations. ProGroup Management stays ahead of the curve, providing up-to-date services to keep your industry in top form. Discover how we simplify your tasks, improve efficiency, and reduce expense to keep you moving in a positive direction. ProGroup Management. Workers' comp that works for you. Early in the morning or throughout the night, professional truck drivers are on the job, serving you. Safely moving freight that's crucial to our economy. From the oldest industries to our newest innovators. From the exotic to the everyday. Trucks are everywhere, moving everything. Never afraid to embrace a future that makes Nevada and our nation stronger. Trucking moves America forward. This is Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shad on No Holds Barred Political Forum. Now, from the Nevada Newsmakers broadcast headquarters, here is Sam Shad. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we are always delighted to welcome back to the program Howard Stutz. He's the gaming reporter for the Nevada Independent. I have a question. Well, welcome, of course, Howard. Um, Thank you. I have a question for you um, about if, if somebody walks into a casino with a bag full of cash, Okay, if it's over $10,000 in that bag, doesn't the casino have to report that because isn't that potentially a case of money laundering? Not necessarily, but potentially? Potentially, they're gonna have to. I, I think they, they, there are forms for them to do this. And because you walk in, look, these casinos were taking, you know, you, you put the money in the cage, and it's, it's recorded that it's, been co that it's come in. There are probably different forms for that. I don't know what exactly the procedure is when it comes to all cash, but you're putting it into the cage to gamble off it or eventually cash out in some way. I don't know how you do it with cash. That's, that's, a, that's a good question. I mean, obviously, if it comes in with a check, some type, you know, or money transfer, most likely a wire transfer is usually how they do, how it's done on you know these big, especially during Formula One when you saw those, you know, these big, big uh, players coming in and putting millions of dollars into the cage to gamble off of. That's, I guess it's done mostly through wire transfer, but with the cash, that's going to be probably cost some questions. So I really don't, I don't have a good answer for you on, on that, but it would, I think, I think it would cause up a red flag. 
All right, so Scott Sabella, as you know, has, was removed from his position as president of Resorts World. He was formerly president of MGM. And he was allowing a gentleman uh, who was an illegal bookmaker to come into MGM and bring in vast amounts of cash in duffel bags, paper bags, goodness, goodness knows what else. What on earth was he thinking? Because he's about to be sentenced in this case. Um, what was he thinking? Good question, because he hasn't talked to me about it and, he, and, he, and he's just pled out. You know, he's obviously uh, he, he he pled out on it in um, uh, in Cal down in L.A. Uh, last month, I think it was. And he's going to be sentenced in May. What was he thinking? I have no idea because that and and what and and who know at MG who knew at MGM? There's still a lot of questions to be answered in this. Um, the biggest thing is, is that this is. I, I would imagine at some point Nevada gaming regulars are going to have to weigh in some way on this on this matter. They, you know, they they found out that there was a federal investigation that had been going on on this on this matter. I think that's what kind of held up. They've known this probably since before Resorts World opened, and so they just and they they slow rolled his 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 actual license. He was not um, approved right away. He was given a limited license, I think, when Resorts World opened. And then he was then he was fully licensed right after that. But then they, they announced their own investigation to another matter, so which they subsequently uh, ended. So yeah, I, I what was Scott thinking? I don't have the phrase clue what he was thinking with this type of money coming in. But and then the question is going to going to be is still a lot of unanswered questions on this, Sam. Um, it, it's it's fascinating to me because I mean obviously it's a career buster, and anybody that um, knows anything about the casino industry knows that there are gaming control board agents everywhere and they're watching everything. I remember years ago being at the old MGM in Reno and I was sitting at a cocktail bar with my back to the bar just kind of watching what was going on on the floor and I was sitting next to a guy and it turned out he was a gaming control board agent <laughs> and he was watching people for wires going into slot machines. Um, so I mean the idea that somebody in that high of a position in those kind of corporations would take that chance. Now, he said it was not for personal gain, but also that he was a gambler himself. That kind of surprised me. Are, do casino companies allow their people to gamble in their own properties? No. Do you know? No. no, that's always been that that's been well known. Like if you want it like if I'm the president of, of Sam's at Shad's Casino. I want to pay, place a bet on, a, on the Super Bowl. I got to go down the street to another casino and do it. Um, I, I always remember years ago, Terry Lanny, the former, you know, so ironically, the former CEO chairman of MGM. He used to, he was a big sports gambler. He loved to, he loved to play, the, especially the horse races because he owned horses and he loved to bet on sports. He had, I went in an interview one day and he had all these parlay cards for all the other casinos in his, on his desk because he was looking over the different wagers and stuff. So yeah, you're not allowed to, if you're a light, if you are a licensed employee, um, or I guess I should say a key employee at one of your, at one of these casinos, you can't, you can't bet there. You can't, um, um, you can't wager there. You can't bet on anything there. You have to go somewhere else if you so desire to play. All right, well, we'll be down taping in Vegas. I hope to see you then in May, and maybe we'll have you know a, another part of his story. And I do want to give props to your colleague, John L. Smith, um, a friend of this program as well, um, who's done some excellent reporting in all this. And 
Lots more to come. For, yeah, John's been following this for a long time. I'm hoping maybe by May I'll have we'll have some clarity. I'll have I'm you know I'm I've I I, I haven't looked into this as closely as John has. I mean I've covered Scott when he left, when he got licensed, and then when he left, and the whole investigation with him at, at by the board here that that they. Um, you know, they, I guess, absolved him of anything. So I don't know where we're, so I don't know where we're at with that, but yeah, hopefully I'll have some more answers by May. All right. Let's talk about the Fountain Blues. So during the Super Bowl, which you did a ton of coverage on, that was excellent as always, um, the Fountain Blues seemed to have a lot of high rolling and, and top name people at events at the Fountain Blue. Uh, but there's a lot of talk, and I noticed it myself. I was there on a Saturday uh, during the day for lunch and was surprised at how few people were actually gambling there. What are you hearing about how the Fountain Blue is doing? Well, you've had, they've. I guess, I think it's up to, what, six executives have left since the property opened in early December, and here we are in, 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 in at the end of February. You know, so it's been open a little, what, a little more than two months. Uh, they, they have six executives left. The property president left. They've hired another president now. Uh, there's issues. I mean, it's clearly there's some there's some there's some problems that they've had terrible uh, coverage. I, I'm sure you I, I talk, heard all about Nacho Gate for the uh, the guy where the where the guy went in ordered ordered a plate of nachos for 24 bucks and came it came back with a tray of six uh, tortilla chips with, with with stuff on them. So it was it became a whole social media blow up. Uh, Arash McCarzy, who is a well-known um, sports journalist, loves Vegas. Uh, he lives apparently as over in Turnberry, which is right next door to the Fountain Blue. Wrote a scathing piece about on on his um, on his Substack page about um, the Fountain Blue and how and and poor service and this and that. So they've got issues, and they're trying to. I guess they're trying to work it through. They're a, they're a privately held company. They're not public, so we don't see uh, you know quarterly numbers from them. Uh, I think there'll be some questions. Now, v Vici, the uh, real estate investment trust, they loaned some money to Foundry. They provided some uh, construction financing uh, uh, a couple of years ago as part of the big $2 billion that Fountain Blue got to you know, finish the property. And they talked about it on their call. They were asked about it. And they said, no, oh, it's going to be a great property. You know, look, They're going to have to talk it up because who knows what's going to happen here in the, down the road. Look, there's a lot of questions to be answered. It's beautiful. You've been in there now, as you said. It's beautiful inside, you know, the marble and the glass and and this and that. But yeah, it's a it's it's big and it's a lot spread out, you know, compact spread out somehow, compact on 25 acres. They used every inch of that acreage. Uh, we'll see where where it heads now. I mean, at some point, we got like I said, the new president's coming in. He'll have to be licensed, so I'm sure he'll be questioned about it. So we'll see what what happens there. But yeah, they've it's got some issues. It's it's. It's, it's got some groin pains, let's put it that way. Okay, I had lunch at the Wash Potato there, which is their Asian dim sum restaurant. It was fabulous. Okay. And they're supposed to be opening a high-end Chinese restaurant next door to it as well. Uh, but it was absolutely fabulous. Um, the ingress and egress was really easy in the self-parking garage, uh, unlike some of the properties in Vegas where you have to be a brain surgeon to be able to figure out how to get in and out and use your Nevada driver's license. But I think with the, the Koch family's funding and uh, Vici being involved, that they have the breathing space that maybe another property might not have. And I wonder if at some point they're going to hook up um, with a, a major hotel company like Resorts Worlds did to be able to provide the traffic they need. 
That was the big question I asked Jeff Sober in the run-up. Uh, Sober, who's the developer of Fountain Blue, I, CEO. I had an interview with him and beforehand. I said, are you going to have a hotel company? He said, no. They believe they have the the database and the name recognition and whatever. But remember, my, they're in their biggest properties, their main properties in Miami, draws from the East Coast. Miami's far away from Las Vegas. Now, uh, you know, I may, would they have a hotel company? You know, what's out there? Maybe there may be a connect. I'm sure Hilton would love to get in, but there may be some type of, uh, you know, non-compete with resort world being across the street. I really don't know. There could be, there are other hotel companies out there that might, that would love, I'm sure would love to have a beachhead in Vegas to put into their um, loyalty program. Similar to what MGM has just done with Marriott, getting, putting all the MGM properties in the, uh, in the Marriott Bonvoy system. So, yeah, we'll see some. We'll see some type. Maybe we'll see some type of change in that direction. Time will tell. But I, I agree. They, they, there's going to have to be some change there. They've got some, you know, they've got some real serious growing pains. Well, you know, and it points to the uh, genius of Phil Ruffin that when he bought Treasure Island, he had got a two-year deal with MGM to retain their list to still be able to get people to stay at that property. Yeah, that's look, Phil's, and and I'm sure Phil wants to see. You know, Fountain Blue do well because that comes up to the north end of the strip. Phil's got that festival grounds across the street. We still don't know what Phil's doing with Circus Circus and the festival grounds, but yeah, it's, I think there's, you know, I, I think there's that. That's that's one of the. I think they've got a lot of issues to try to you know get this going forward. You know, I remember talking to Phil about uh, um, the uh, the old or uh, well, the new frontier, and he he always said it was a land play. He said it was never about the property; it was a land play. And Circus Circus with the adjoining uh, fairgrounds is 100 acres. In my mind, I just remember what he said, and I just think it's a land play. But let's talk about MGM for a minute. So fascinating that with the idea of uh, the Tropicana site being the site of the new baseball stadium, that um, MGM wants to redo a portion of their property and update it. And uh, Bill Hornbuckle said that the place really needs a facelift. Plus, across the street, Excalibur and Luxor need refurbishing. But he's stuck because they don't have the plans yet. But that's a pretty wild thing for MGM to be stuck because of the baseball stadium. Well, they want to connect, I guess, it's some type of, not so much a physical connection, but some type of connection between MGM Grand, which will be right across the street from the, the entrance toward the ballpark, the plaza area that we saw in the initial renderings of where this would go. Um, yeah, and look, they have, it, MGM was, it was heavily lobbied for the, for the stadium to be on the Tropicana site because let's face it, they got 13,000 hotel rooms right. surrounding that site and they don't have to put a nickel into building the stadium. Not like, I mean, it's, it's different. They're not, you know, they're not gonna have to increase room taxes like they did with, uh, to help fund Allegiant Stadium. And they're right there. And it's like this. And uh, Vici mentioned it on their earnings call a week or so ago about because uh, they own all the land that MGM, they're, they're, they're MGM's landlord. They called it Vici's uh, CEO called it the sports triangle because it's they own all the land that surrounds Allegiant Stadium, uh, T-Mobile Arena and what would eventually be the Ace Baseball Stadium at the Tropicana site. They own all that land surrounding it. So they and they see the value of that but yeah look i think i think hornbuck was a little frustrated on the call when he's when he said you know i've seen three different versions of the rendering i, I you know we we, we they want to see what it's going to look like that'll help them in the redesign of mgm grand las vegas now remember the stadium if it happens 
always couch and make comments this way with, with EA Stadium. If it happens, it's going to not get open until 2028. So MGM has time to redevelop the front of the MGM Grand, which will it's going to be a very extensive redevelopment, is my guess. When If you've been there, I've been there, you know, it's not an easy way to get in. Most of the entrances are on the side or in the back. So it's a it's going to it's going to be an extensive type of remodel they're going to do at MGM Grand. But he wants to kind of tie it into the stadium. I can understand that. I just have one piece of advice for Mr. Hornbuckle, which is don't allow the design to have you walking in through a lion's head. Could be <laughs> yeah, an expensive I'm walking thing. underneath the lion, exactly. I wonder if the lion will go away. That may, may be the other question I have. I don't know. Oh, we'll no. It was enough that the amusement park went away. All right, let's take a break. More with Howard Stutz when we come back. What do you count on? You count on your power every day. At NV Energy, we've always powered what's important to you. But we're not looking at the past. We're focused on the future. While our standards are high, our rates will remain low. And our commitment to renewables isn't just meeting standards, but leading the way. Because you can count on more than just your power. You can count on the company who brings it to you. That's our promise. You can count on it. The Nevada Builders Alliance has been protecting the interests of the construction industry for over 50 years. Our programs save members thousands of dollars every year and allow them to provide much-needed benefits to their employees. Our industry also allows Nevada to grow. If you're thinking about a career in the construction industry, reach out. And if you haven't thought of a career in construction, what are you waiting for? We are the Nevada Builders Alliance. For 50 years, Nevada Heating has been keeping people comfortable in their homes. At Nevada Heating, call the Do It Right guys and get the heat back on today. Call us today and we'll fix it today. That's the Nevada Heating way. Why freeze for days on end when Nevada Heating can get your furnace fixed today? Call us today and we'll fix it today at 323-5585 or schedule us on our website at nevadaheating.com. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Howard Stutz. He's the gaming reporter for the Nevada Independent. Okay, let's talk, talk about Monarch, uh, which owns the Atlantis in Reno, and then also the Monarch property in Black Hawk, which is doing phenomenally well. And it, there was an irony, and you did, you've been writing about this, that um, one of the owners, the main owner, uh, John Farahi, um, is complaining about the competitive nature of both the Reno market and competing with the uh, uh, Indian gaming market in, in California. At the same time, their profits continue to go up. It's not like they're going backwards. What, what, what's your take on this? You know, it's, it's fine because there's a huge promotional aspect, and you probably see it up in Reno, being up in northern Nevada, and, and you know, trying to, you know, compete for customers. You know, you had Legends Bay opened a year over a year ago. Uh, Caesars, you know, now Eldorado, the three properties are all part of, you know, Caesars. And 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 Atlantis is out there kind of on, you know, other than with the Colorado property, kind of on its own. And but then you have these Northern California casinos, three of whom opened in the last few years, including one operated by Boyd Gaming in, um, in Elk Grove, just outside Sacramento huge promotional aspect. They're all trying to get customers in, steal from the other, steal from um, not only other tribal casinos, but steal from, from Reno, keep their California customers there. Uh, so that's been, a, that's been a challenge. 
you know, for, for Atlantis and John, you know, Atlantis seemed to work his way through it. Now what's, what's helped Atlanta Monarch, uh, which owns Atlantis, the company that owns Atlantis and the Monarch Blackhawk in Colorado, they don't break out their numbers. They're public company. They don't break them out by property. They just put it in one bucket, but it's clear that the Blackhawk Monarch Blackhawk. And I was there in 2022. I went back there and, 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 um, Went to went to Denver and, and we and at the Colorado Springs, but went through Blackhawk and all the all the casino communities there. Monarch is clearly the star of Blackhawk, yes, of Blackhawk, Colorado. It's a beautiful property. Walked all through it. They gave us a tour, and that's obviously what drives the revenues. Now, several of the analysts have hinted at they believe Monarch wants to expand, either either buy you know buy something else or you know, do something somewhere else, but nothing's, nothing's happened. There was also talk of rumors that could Monarch be bought by another company. And I don't know if John wants to, you know, you know, John Farahi very well. I don't think he's a seller. I don't think he want, you know, he's, he's got a lot of pride and wants to continue to operate the company. So there were some questions. I, I always thought Monarch would have been a buyer for the, the, the um, Sparks Nugget that's now been bought by um, Century Casinos. You know they've they've got they've been cleaning up all the rooms they've been remodeling everything of the property there in, in up in Reno. Uh, there's I think they have room for expansion if they want to, but I don't know if that's that's on the table. You always wonder what's going to happen across the street. There's all that land around them. You know that you know what, what what else would happen around around Atlantis to see if there's any any other anybody else going to come in and build something. So we'll see. It. Time will tell. But yeah, they you know they hold their own in that market pretty good up in Reno. Uh, to say the least. All right, let's take one more right break and we'll be right back with Howard Stutz after this timeout. We're at Tamarack Casino at Nevada Steak with Chef Mike Mahoney. You have fabulous food here. This halibut is extraordinary. The halibut was awesome. It was fun to cook. You get a nice sear on top and then we base that with a little bit of butter and garlic and herbs and stuff. It's, it's fabulous. It's a lot of butter it and is. it looks really good and it tastes even better. I'm trying this, which is the crab cake. You've got this crispy coating on the outside. What is that? Actually, that's cornflakes. Huh? Cornflakes. Really? Yes, sir. It, the crispiness of the cornflake just adds more crispiness to the already, you know, crispy crab cake. It's, it's awesome. It's my favorite, and I'm a crab cake fanatic. Okay, this I just tried for the first time. It's ahi tuna mm -hmm. in a whole different way. Ahi tuna. It's a tuna tartare. It's ground up. Uh, we mix it with a little bit of spicy mayo, a little avocado puree, and our house-made ponzu sauce in there as well. It tastes to me like sushi without the rice. It's, it's got all the flavorings, but it's absolutely delicious. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. All right, ribeye steak. Ribeye steak, classic. Harris Ranch, certified Angus beef. You can't go wrong with a good steak here. Uh, no, and that ribeye is particularly good. Um, again, we tried that earlier. Mm -hmm. It is fabulous. The wedge salad. Um, I love a white salad that comes with a giant hunk of bacon on it. So you've got healthy and you've got bacon. A little bit of indulgence. Wrong? Yeah, a little indulge. Uh, what's great about this one is the bacon is cooked fresh to order for every single salad. So it's nice and hot. Folks, you've got to come to Tamarack, the casino in South Reno. It is a fabulous place to begin with. It's made even more fabulous by Nevada Steak and your great food. Thank you for inviting us and we will be coming back over and over because I'm in love with this tuna, I'm in love with the crab cake, well the ribeye's pretty, well the halibut, it's all good folks. Just about everything. This is Nevada Newsmakers. 
And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Howard Stutz. He's the gaming reporter for the Nevada Independent. Howard, it seems to me that Lake Tahoe is on fire in a good way uh, with gaming and resorts. Um, but also a lot of people are saying that Lake Tahoe is pricing itself out of the regular people market because it's so much high end. And in fact, uh, my understanding is the Hyatt and Incline has got a Nobu coming, um, <laughs> which would be pretty impressive. Um, what are your thoughts on Lake Tahoe? What do you hear? North Tahoe has been, the gaming numbers have been down only because of the, I think some places have closed and, 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 and have not recovered. Whereas South Tahoe, you, you have over, just over the California side, you got a Margaritaville. They changed that casino, that, the hotel, I mean, over on the California side, right across next to Harvey's and Harris to a Margaritaville, which is more of a middle income type customer. I would think hard rock, you know, you now you have Tillman Fertitta taking over the old um, hard rock and it's now golden nugget. Uh, Caesar still has their, you know, you have Bally's with the, with the property. So South Tahoe, you know, they're, they're doing things. I think there's still a mix there. I don't you know. Maybe when you see incline of the, you know, adding on a Nobu, that's going to kick up the, the, the price points, I think at some point, but I think South Tahoe is still going for that middle, middle income customer. Um, by the way, going back to Reno, just for a, a quick second here, because we've got about uh, 45 seconds left. One of the things that uh, Caesars is doing is they're using charter airlines to bring in people into Reno. And I'm wondering if for the other properties, it might make sense for them to do something similar. I mean, remembering Reno Air was, you know, a joint venture between Caesars and the Rio. Back then, it only cost $30 million to build an airline. It would be substantially more expensive. But I wonder if Reno and Tahoe could benefit in that race with the Native American tribes. Maybe. And you, know, you also saw one of the airlines pulled out of Reno. Was it Spirit? Which, I can't remember which one. one no, it was Allegiant. Allegiant stopped their flights between, uh, you know, pulled out of Reno, stopped the flights with Vegas. So, yeah, I think, you know, you know anything that you can do there. I know there's an expansion of the Reno airport coming. Yes, right? huge. It's it's also that will be a big help. So maybe that is a, a way to you know to try to get more flights into into Reno and bring more customers. I'm a very loyal Southwest flyer, but I did try to fly Allegiant to and from Reno, and the problem was I wanted to go on Sunday. They were flying Wednesday. I wanted to come back on Tuesday. They were flying Thursday. I think that was their issue. Uh, you need more flights, but yeah, they need more flights. So maybe this Reno expansion, the airport expansion, that'll be a big help. Yeah, it's a, it's a billion-dollar deal. It's huge. Howard Stutz, I love you. You know that. I always appreciate you doing the show, and I will see you hopefully in May when we tape in Vegas, okay? Well, I will be here anytime, you're, anytime you need me. All right. Thank you, sir, and we'll be right back. As you know, Reno is booming. Toll's development company is helping it grow with insightful design and development, building community with every project, adding beauty, adding excitement, emphasizing our shared humanity. Reno is becoming bigger. Toll's development is helping it become better, more livable, more enjoyable. To learn more, go to tollsdevelopment.com, tollsdevelopment.com. Imagine a magical garden that feeds Carson City's hungry and homeless, teaches our high school students agriculture, creates hanging floral displays to beautify downtown, and yet charges nothing. It's not magic. It's the Greenhouse Project. It's real, it's growing, and it needs your help. Go online to carsoncitygreenhouse.org so together we can grow it forward. 
Modern Boutique Ahern Hotel and Event Center sits at the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Two floors of meeting and event space are ideal for groups and conventions. Stay in one of 200 luxurious rooms and suite. Brand your event throughout the property. Flexible event spaces make for easy planning and personalization. Take over the entire hotel with a full buyout option. Thanks for watching Nevada Newsmakers. You can catch us online 24 hours a day at nevadanewsmakers.com or you can download the podcast wherever you like to get your podcast. We'll see you on the next broadcast.